Hello, hello. Welcome to the No Clue Podcast, episode 116. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Tyler. I'm Mike. And we're back with, is this week, what? Four? Five. Uh, five. Week five. Yes. Uh, NBA is over. Um, you know, LeBron's taking the trophy to Vegas all over the country. Kuzma right. posed with it. Dwight crying with it. <laughs> yeah. NBA is done. Off season's coming up. Crazy trade rumors. Yeah, the rumors are getting quickly out of control. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to stick to. Oh, and head coaching hires, uh, Pelicans. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, yeah, the the uh, who's the other team? The Pacers. Well, the Clippers as well. But what are all three of let's, you doing? Let's start. Let's start with the Clippers because we we <laughs> talked about it, you know, quite a bit last episode. Yeah, they they went for it. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they committed they to Ty Lue, and as I said, clearly Ty Lue has the that the most important coaching skill which is pandering to star players yes uh which you know as as low of a role as that seems that's that's what you need to do a lot of the time do you think that this will be the the first true showcase of his coaching talent or not really <clears throat> or it could be it could be man the mm-hmm. one thing is if they do kind of fix their issues he's gonna have to get some credit for that yeah there's no question yeah but um, the concern falls back on the two star players yes indeed so to me he he really did have some kind of he obviously had much more of a connection with lebron than david blatt did Mm -hmm. um i'm curious if maybe Ty Lue has more of a connection with Paul George and Kawhi than Doc Rivers did. Mm, okay. Possibly. I mean, I don't know. It's just I like that they hired Chauncey Billups. Yeah. Uh, I thought that kind of that kind of like hits it on the nose as far as we clearly need help establishing a floor general. Mm-hmm. And if Chauncey can't do that, he shouldn't be coaching. Right, shouldn't be me. on staff at all. Right, to me that is that is that has to be the primary reason why he was brought in. Yeah, and Kawhi apparently has been telling the executives that he wants a true point guard on the team. Right. Yeah. So, but that's you know this is where my problem with them lies. It's always it's always something else. Mm-hmm. It's never my poor play, and there's you know there's a quarterback who's just who shows examples of that that you brought up to me. Yep. But my that whole like the things around me are struggling, it's not on me is such a like such a shitty quality to have. Do you think that's post do you think that's like the new norm for the post LeBron era? It's starting to look that way, man. Mm. Like there's there's a few outliers like Honestly, I, I don't know how much of it is just kind of that bad characteristic and how much of it is just guys trying to finesse to the city that they really want to be in. Hmm. Explain that. You know what I mean? Because you look at, like, DeMar DeRozan is having problems with San Antonio. 
yeah. so, uh, allegedly. Yeah. But to me, there shouldn't be a basketball reason for that. Uh-huh. Because he had one of his better years, one of his more efficient years, this past year. Right. So the problem has to be either you can't handle difficult coaching or you're trying to head somewhere else because you want to play in a certain location. Right. It was Kawhi clearly wanted to play in L.A. LeBron clearly wanted to come to L.A. Right. I mean, you look at the Lakers when LeBron got there. What about them should attract LeBron? Nothing. Nothing. It's... So to me, that's that's the kind of middle ground of I don't know how much of it is just I'm going to run from the problems of this organization mm-hmm. uh, and how much of it is just guys wanting to play in certain places. Right. Right, I gotcha. Because it, it's looking like that with Giannis because all the trade rumors I'm seeing are him going to technically worse teams. Mm-hmm. But that, like, honestly, overachieved over the Bucks. Yeah, and they're technically worse only because he's on the Bucks. Exactly. A lot of the teams, if you take Giannis out of the equation, the other team is better than the exactly. Bucks. Exactly. So, yeah, I get what you mean. It's just tough, man. I I really don't want to like. It's such a depressing thought to think that that is the norm. Yeah. It is. Um, I, you know, I don't see it from Mitchell at this point because I think Mitchell has a, you know, a strong argument to say he doesn't have enough help, I would think. Um, Booker, I haven't heard it maybe once. But Booker was more like, let me go somewhere else more than I need more people to come here. Yeah. But uh, there's like certain situations where that's, that should be the thought process because it's like, you know, I'm here four, five, six years and we don't roster wise, we haven't progressed. Right. And I'm only talking about the young guys that, you know, really young after the LeBron era. Yeah. Because think looking at Kawhi, I, I guess you could argue Kawhi is in LeBron's era, not after, you know, um, like Kawhi's best years obviously will be with LeBron on the court, but Mitchell and Booker, their best years may be, you know, after LeBron is gone. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I think Lillard is another guy who doesn't fit into that. Right, Lillard, yeah. But you look at, like, Harden, for example, is a guy who... It, it, I mean, if if Kawhi was in Harden's position, he'd, he'd have been out of Houston. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Harden has stuck with all of their problems. He's taken all of the criticism... And he's trying to figure it out there. Now, do you think that, well, <laughs> you think that Harden really cares about the team's success? And that is the other question. I, within Harden's case, I am starting to think no. Yeah, we're getting off on a tangent, but yeah, we're um. Okay, so Ty Lue, Chauncey, we got thing, that. We, to me, we got on a tangent because there's nothing. There's nothing Ty Lu brings that to me like elevates them as far as how they play. Right. And I still I'm I still don't know if I've seen him coach. Honestly. Exactly. I really don't know. Um 
So I do think this will be a big test. I think, you know, probably three quarters of the way in the season, we'll really know what he does for the team. Obviously, that's if they don't bring in somebody else. You know, you if know, they don't really. And you go know for what we won't let card. slide? What? We won't let, like, LeBron got away with it a couple years back of, like, oh, we need a, a playmaker. We're top heavy. Yeah. Kawhi. It's, it comes down to you changing your game. Right. Because if you bring whoever, let's just say for best case scenario, Chris Paul, if you are if you still take eight-second isolations, it's not going to matter. Right. If Paul George can't, like, if Paul George just goes into his just brain-dead awful basketball player mode. Yeah. Chris Paul is not fixing that. Right, and we, we've seen, I mean, even though CP and Harden worked well sometimes, we've seen what it looks like when CP is just standing there watching somebody else It's really bad. It is. And, I mean, shout out to him for becoming a much better spot-up shooter. But if he was like how he used to be, it would be it would be a disaster. Yeah. Yeah, it would be a waste of money, actually. But... Like you said, best case scenario, that is who they get. Bring him back to the Clippers. That would be interesting for him to retire there. If he wanted to. I mean, I, I don't understand why he would. I, I would play, if I was him, I would love to play it out on OKC. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think know, OKC's going to be completely blown up next season. That's. A, I mean, they're about to lose Gallinari soon. Yeah, and, he's and already possibly. polling. He's like asking on social media, "What? Where do you guys want to see me play next?" <laughs> Are you kidding me, my guy? So much should have said Italy. It's easy. Go <laughs> yes, hundred percent. That was my first thought. <laughs> Overseas. Yeah. <laughs> go go at home. We don't need you. But um, I do think. I mean, he's a guy who, you know, if he. If the Lakers scoop him up, I mean that would be insane. Yeah, yeah, he, he's he's definitely a nice, a nice top seven addition to. Yeah, pretty much. I think team. I think he could help the Mavericks a lot. Oh, he'd be tough on the Mavericks because they're missing like a more offensive-minded wing. Mavericks would just have Team Euro there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be crazy. Yeah, the whole starting five. Yeah, that I mean. He would help them a lot. Yeah. Speaking of the Mavericks, real quick, uh, before we get into the next coach, mm-hmm. uh, I forgot to bring this up when it happened, but Porzingis just had surgery like a couple weeks ago. On what? On his torn meniscus. Oh, okay. That's I mean well, that's what I thought he had coming out of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. But I'm it's confusing to me that it took like an extra month and a half for him to have the surgery. Yeah, that is interesting. So I'm, um, I'm hoping he'll be ready for the start of next year. Yeah, I think he will be. Yeah. I, I'd be surprised if they timed it differently, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. He's a big guy. I mean, that's definitely his, what, his third knee injury? injury? Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. They looked really good together. I know. And if they if they add like something as far as roster wise, they could play him less minutes. I think. Yeah. Uh, and not rely on him so much. They really could add 
just about anything to that team, and it would be better. I mean, yeah, because I don't see where something could really mess up their offense. Right. Um, as long as they ready to catch and shoot or play good D, one or, just or the be other. Aggressive. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which, t- which coach do you want to talk about next? Uh, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the Pelicans because this I don't really a, know what to say a about the curveball. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, I Good did not Stan. see this coming. Sam Van Gundy has been hired um, as head coach of the Pelicans. Uh, former Detroit Pistons, recently, uh, obviously Orlando Magic took them to the finals with Dwight Howard. Turco, JJ Reddick. I'm I'm curious if there. that's how he sold himself to the Pelicans. I was thinking the exact same thing. I've coached Dwight. I've coached Drummond. Give me Zion. I can do it. That's what that's what I thought. Right, because Zion is in a similar. Uh, he's you know obviously a different player in, in some ways, but to me he's got that same. He needs a lot of space to really dominate. Uh huh. And. They kind of have the tools to do that. Right. Where it would be kind of odd because they would have to commit to playing really small at times. Yeah. Uh, but you saw how great they could be offensively when they run. Right. And I think Stan is a guy who's shown he could do that. Yeah. Even on his bad Detroit teams, he, he had them trying to play fast. Yeah, he did. Yeah, uh, so I imagine that's how he sold himself. Yeah, and, and you know he does a pretty good job with uh, point guards um, playing to their ability as far as you know within the offense. He does a good job with limited point guards. Yeah, he gets the best out of the limited point guards yes. for sure. Yep. Yeah, I mean, so in, initially was, what, I was kind months? of initially I was reserved about it. Yeah. But the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, I could see the Orlando, you know, to this Pelicans team kind of correlation. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the idea of how to use Zion the best. Yeah. But again, like, I, I still can't really tell what kind of big man Zion is. Right. Because he likes to shoot. Exactly. He, he likes to shoot. And he likes to, like, perimeter ISO. Yeah, and he doesn't look as... I mean, obviously, he's not as big as he was in college. But he doesn't look as tall. He doesn't look as dominant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I think that'll be interesting, too, how he uses him there. I don't see the, uh, you know, pick-and-roll lob thing um, getting off as easy with Zion. You know, I just don't think he seals guys like Dwight or Drummond. Yeah, right. Um, he just has a different way of going. He's more finesse than um, size. Yeah, and I, I always, I've been saying that I see him as like a pick and roll machine, as like a, a rebound machine, as like a backside finishes kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, kind of like a like a ton, just a dominant garbage scorer. Yeah. Or cleanup scorer, which I think. Because of, because they have a lot of offensive talent, I think it could work well. I do too. Yeah. And one another thing I like about Van Gundy is he could. I I have faith that he could kind of clean up how messy they get. Yeah. 
because they had that like typical young team problem of they would just stop defending or stop rebounding or stop moving the ball. Yeah. Uh, and I think Van Gundy's a good, a, a good candidate to clean that up. Yeah, I agree. I I will like I would really like to see what he does with um, Ingram. Right. I, I think he could make Ingram a much more uh, all around player, not just scoring machine. I'd like to see you know I was that Walton that tried to run Ingram at point sometimes a little bit yeah. I don't want Ingram running point, but I think he could initiate the plays more often. I I would like to see him in the high pick and roll as the ball handler. Kind of like what Peak Turkaloo was. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That that's what I'm imagining. I'm thinking, yes. okay, who would be the Turkaloo on this team? It would be Ingram. I, I could see him because Turkaloo was not that on Sacramento at all until Van Gundy gave him the confidence to do. Right. what he did become the point forward you know right. elite point forward so not that i want ingram to be turkaloo but i could see him doing that and doing it well and be probably more dangerous so yeah i just think the way orlando played a lot of their offensive elements like included kind of how the game is now yeah where obviously teams don't have like an elite big but milwaukee does a version of that with Giannis. Yeah, they do. Uh, Adebayo does a version, or Miami does a version of that with Adebayo. Obviously, Denver with Jokic. Yep. So you you see, so it's not like, I don't think he's going to be dated as far as how they play offense. I agree. I, th- I think he probably will be right into it, and I think they'll be good. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if they'll be better than what they were this past year. I'm not ready to commit to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but to me, this is a good hire. I think they'll be better. I'll commit to it. I wouldn't well, be surprised, man. I would be surprised forget, if they get worse. Don't forget they'll have Zion all year this time. Not that I think Zion is like a 10-20 game improvement, but he puts them in a, lot, in a lot of games where I think they might have, you know, slipped out of the, uh, like yeah. on a run or something. Yeah. And they really don't have... They have so much talent. They don't have many bad players. Exactly. Everyone can come out there and do something. Yeah, they uh, have a uh, top tier might be a stretch, but maybe like a second tier bench. Yeah, they do. Yeah. That yeah, could hard. definitely give them wins any night. Ball comes off the bench, right? Uh, Well, he started like the second half of the year, I believe. Okay. But, like, but they Hart- brought Reddick off the bench. Oh, okay. Uh, Hart off the bench. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I bet uh, JJ probably doesn't want to come off the bench again for Van Gundy. That was terrible yeah. last time. Yes. But that, I mean, yeah, that would be weird. Uh, but I imagine they don't want to keep paying JJ a ton of money. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they let him go. I also... I would be surprised if they let Holiday go. Yeah, I would be surprised if they did. Drew Holiday's a guy I think they need for another year or two to help some of the younger guards. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. I'm I'm excited for it. If they let Drew go, I don't see them getting like a much younger guy. I probably would see them getting equal in experience to him. 
I'm hoping Drew, they get like an all-around player, kind of like what Drew was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me too. Because there was a lot of games where you could tell they needed that from somebody other than Drew, mm-hmm. and they couldn't really get it. Right. Uh, and it kind of limited them, especially on defense. But I don't know. It's tough to predict with young teams. Yeah, they need an aggressive point guard, no matter what. Aggressive guard, I'll say. Yeah, Lonzo and JJ out there is not going to cut it, obviously. Um, but, but yeah, man, they got a good bench. I think they have a bright future. Yeah, uh, it's I, kind of the same conversation we had, we had for Miami moving forward. Mm-hmm. It's just it's all going to come down to how the young players improve. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. Pacers. Never heard of this guy. <laughs> Me neither. I'm not Toronto, Toronto Raptors assistant coach, whose name I cannot pronounce. Yeah, it's... You're welcome to look it up. It's the new uh, Indiana Pacer coach. Isn't his first name something simple? Like Nate or something? Nick? No. Uh, Nate, yeah. Nate, okay. Nate Bjorkgren? Yeah. Coach Nate, we'll just go with. Yeah. Um, okay, so I, I can't say anything about him because I don't know him. Mm-hmm. But I will say he comes from a good culture. Yes. And of all the times when you see kind of random new name guys come into head coaching roles, uh-huh. uh, football is a different story. But in basketball, a lot of the times... They don't make the team worse. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, Indiana is a solid team. Not as much upside as Miami or even the Pelicans, I think. Uh, but still, there is some upside there. Yeah. Uh, and I honestly, like, if he kind of brings that Toronto play style there, I think they could get better. I do too. Plus, uh, he is uh, experienced eight seasons in the G League, which... Uh, okay. That's experience. It is. And it's experience with young, inexperienced guys. Yes. Uh, it's experience with, you know, you automatically have to be at least a decent player developer there. Yes. Um, so I, I think that's interesting. He probably has had a lot of chances to experiment as a coach, which I think getting thrust into... A, head coaching NBA job having never coached is probably tough because you don't know you haven't had a chance to try anything you know yeah but now you're trying it with your million dollar job on the line but I think he probably has had chances to try stuff with young guys with a a lot of different talent obviously he's had the um had his talent be uh rearranged a lot like new players here yeah. and there so um, it is. It's a lot of experience. It's underrated experience, uh, and he's been under nurse even in the G League. He was under nurse. So yeah, and I think like I would be excited about any of the Toronto coaching staff over the last couple of years, just because of how creative they've been defensively. Yeah. So clearly, those guys aren't relying on talent or relying on their on both ends. They're trying to help the team or kind of find new ways to make the team work. Right. So, I mean, it's again, this is another one that's tough to really predict anything. Uh, but I, I I thought Nick Nurse was a joke when he first got in there. 
Yeah, me too. He looked like, you know, it was easy to laugh at him, looking at him getting animated and getting upset on the sideline. Like, this guy looks stupid. Yeah. And he he gave Toronto that extra edge that Dwayne Casey never did. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And and some of it, sometimes just a new coach is just a spark plug in in itself. Sometimes. Sometimes it's it's just like a, it's a shakeup, it's a, new voice it's a um sometimes it's the personality some you know some coaches don't have any personality and some have great personalities right and, and it's just new ideas yeah yeah um so it'll be interesting i don't one thing that i do think is um is good is that nate mcmillan's offense well his just play style isn't so uh you know, domineering as like something everyone knows. It's not like a, uh, it's just very clear. I think he's someone who kind of went into what the team had before he came up with something. Yeah, I could see that. Which should be easy to transition into something new again. Um, opposed to, you know, being a, playing for a coach that has a system. I don't think Nate necessarily has a system. McMillan. I don't think right. he necessarily had a system. So, um, maybe my, it's hard for me to envision they get worse. Yeah, me too. Like, there's just nothing. There's no way he, unless he does, has like beef with a player. Yeah. You know, I mean, something extreme. I, I just, I, I can only see them either staying what they are or getting better. Yeah. I um, I've heard some things about Oladipo possibly being traded. Yes, me too. Apparently, what do you think about that? Want to go? He doesn't want to stay there. He doesn't? Uh, supposedly, I've seen a lot of he's trying to leave. Uh, is it money or? I'm not sure. Hmm. It's kind of like the DeRozan thing that just popped up. DeRozan wants to leave San Antonio too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That could be the trade. Could be. Uh, yeah, I saw something. Uh, apparently, he, Oladipo was like kind of pressed to go to Miami, but they're not that pressed to get him. Yeah, I don't like Oladipo on my uh, And there's a lot of teams he wouldn't fit to me. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, like, I saw something with Boston. I was like, that—that that is, I do not want him in Boston. No. Please, God. He's exactly no. what they don't need. Unless they trade Tatum for him. Anyone else, if he... He's not an addition to Boston at all. He'd yeah, be addition yeah. by subtraction to somebody else, maybe. Yeah. But he's someone that... You know, and I, this is no disrespect to him, but he's really not a, he's not a mature player to me. He plays like a very, almost like an AAU kind of ball. I agree. And like I said, it's not a knock because he's a good player. He just, he belongs in the NBA, but just his style is very uh, uh, run and gun. I mean, to say it plainly. Yeah. And that obviously doesn't work on every team. He's a guy who could suffer, kind of like Paul George suffers every time. Like, you expect more from him. <laughs> to me, yeah. Oladipo is a guy who I'd be reserved to, like, bring him in as, like, a second, third option for, you know, a contending team. You'd be reserved to do that? Yes, because yeah, I yeah. don't I don't know if he's ready for more playmaking responsibility. I agree, yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's ready to be a consistent scorer right 
Like he's he's shown you know, flashes, but and you know, like I said, it looks like a AAU showcase every time. Yes, very messy, very. Uh, His playmaking is really random. Isn't he? He'll be in the game at one, but the times he does make a play is just like just because he's not open or you know someone slips. Yeah. And he gets them, but it's not really play initiating. It's that Kawhi thing. Yeah. Like he's he's a capable passer. He just doesn't really do it. Right. But he does it more than Kawhi. Uh, uh, for sure. But it's yeah. like the same like play style kind of thing. It is. Yeah. It's almost. I mean, even, um, you know, even Kyrie is kind of in this in the place. He dribbles a lot more, but Kyrie's passes, his assists aren't like. You know, we came, we ran a play, and I hooked somebody up. It's like, you know, I was playing one-on-one, and a double came, and someone got open, and I made a nice pass. That's kind of how yeah. Oladipo does his, too. Yeah. He's in, he's another, that's another team I don't want Oladipo on, Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I actually, I actually wouldn't mind that. But If it's for Levert, then maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I would yeah. like him if if that's the move. If you're looking for Oladipo to kind of take Lavert's responsibility, yeah, I could see that. I liked Oladipo and Westbrook together. I I liked it, even though it was short. It was quick, but I liked it. Just because he didn't have to have the ball, he could just run the floor. He could catch lobs. You know, he could score. Sometimes he didn't have to though. He was just like a really athletic guy who could get buckets on that team. But I mean, he's blossomed now to where he seems like he should do more cuz he does more on Indiana, but on a good team I don't think he would do more. Like you said, I don't think he would be that second or third option. I think he'd be a role player like he was that year. Just a good one. I don't know, man. That I actually didn't like him in OKC because Westbrook made him a spot-up guy a lot of the time. Yeah, I mean, and that's, that's one thing I don't want to like he needs to be a playmaker he just can't be that every touch <laughs> right i but i thought he was well that was westbrook's you know that's westbrook's thing where right right he a was lot of on that, that was russ but yeah i, I but, just don't know man i have i'm not confident in who oladipo is as an offensive player mm-hmm. yeah like i can't really pinpoint his scoring style, his kind of the shots he takes. Yeah, because he's, he's he always he sometimes seems like a better off the dribble shooter than a spot up shooter. Oh, all the time to me. Yeah, but it's like his his off the dribble shots are often so like tough. <laughs> yeah, they are. Or I mean, he's got that one move where he like pushes it full speed and just rises up. Yeah, that like is, is a great move. But, like, that can't be your only kind of go-to thing. Right. So, I don't know. I can't even think of someone who plays like him right off the top of my head. But Yeah, man, it's it's odd. Yeah. Maybe, like, Terry Rozier or something. But, obviously, he's not as good as Oladipo. But, um, this is be an interesting year for them. It should be. Yeah. I, I'm curious to see... I don't really like watching them play. Part of it is because I don't like Oladipo's game. And, you know, there was times where I just felt like they were boring. But uh, I, I will be watching to see. 
they're that team that we're we're gonna like randomly notice midway through the year that they just won like 12 games in a row <laughs> or they they've been like you know 10 and 2 over the last like three weeks or something like that yeah they yeah. do that they're one of those teams yeah i think so too but unless you got league pass you're not catching them <laughs> right which i might have league pass next year i don't know it should be cheaper since it's shorter yeah we'll see okay uh any other nba stuff you want to talk about trades no right no let's give that another week or two to let's get closer to the draft okay all right nfl let's get to it okay so finally we're we're out of basketball so i've been able to like really sit down and watch some full games uh what team do you want to talk about first let's uh, let's talk about the um packers and tampa Bay game. Ah, ah, what a what a letdown for a hyped game yeah super hyped i mean the leadership the packers are soft man they're just soft i got i honestly don't really have much else to say I mean, how many they years are. have we seen them just get destroyed by a physical team? Pretty much every year. It seems like it's every year. Yeah. Like, I don't. I, I just don't understand why they're they're like too much of a finesse team. Yeah. Because every time they run into like a physically physically imposing team that's maybe run heavy or kind of just big. At a lot of positions, yeah, the Packers get like they don't just lose; they look inferior. Right. I didn't expect it this weekend because I didn't think Tampa Bay's defense was that good. Me either. I didn't. Uh, but my God, I mean, if Aaron Rodgers is gonna throw dumb passes, what what chance do they have? <laughs> None. Back-to-back pick sixes? I mean, I know the second one wasn't a pick six, but let's be real. You get it to the three-yard line, that's basically a pick six. Yeah, it is. I mean, dude, I just, I don't understand. He looked, and there was a lot of young quarterbacks that I got caught a glimpse of that I saw make those mistakes. Mm Mm-hmm. But for Rodgers to do it, I, I didn't expect it. He had zero touchdowns, two interceptions, and a passer rating of 34.7. Um, 45% of his passes, 4.6 yards per attempt. Only the second time he's ever been that bad in his entire career. Yeah, I mean, do the you want to talk time. about his post-game nonsense? Because it's not a new thing with him. It's not. Um, I I don't I'm not gonna quote him or anything, but people who are fans of quarterbacks, I I'm a fan of quarterbacks, but I hold um a special appreciation for quarterbacks who can take accountability personally, and to me, being a leader is sometimes even if it was not your fault at all, to still take the blame sometimes. Yes. You, it's but, either always got to be a team thing, or it's always coming down to you. Yeah, but in the in the rare uh, 
occasion that it is mostly your fault, that's not when you do the opposite and say, (laughs) put the accountability on the rest of the team. You had your second worst stat line in history. And Rodgers, his post-game interview was all about, we need to do stuff. We got too cocky. We we were feeling ourselves. We? I don't I don't understand it. I don't either. No one else on the team had their second worst game in their in their career. Actually, I mean, and people have been arguing if this was worse than the other time he had that bad of a stat line. So I mean, that's that's all I have to say really. When you look at your quarterbacks and you idolize them and you appreciate their leadership. Just, you know, form your definition of leadership around accountability sometimes. Yeah. I just, I hate that, like, to me, you're playing Tom Brady. Like, this is the guy, like, you're going to be compared to him coming out of your career. Mm Mm-hmm. And you, as soon as it gets tough, you just, you literally, like, you just quit on the game. Yeah. You're not even trying. Like, you're just trying dumb passes. You're throwing it away because you're getting pressured all game. I mean, it just – it looked soft. Yeah, it did. And and their soft nature starts with him. Yeah. He acts like he can't play well if he's not under protection. Right. Like, that's that's nonsense. Absolutely. Absolutely, I was I was so let down, man. I was really looking forward to it being maybe either a shootout or a low defensive struggle with you know one quarterback making the big play. Mm-hmm. And the Packers just did it again. Yeah, it just dude that Forty ers playoff game last year was just such a beatdown. Yeah, it was. It, it pissed me off that like, like why is it these are the NFC contenders? One team looks superior in every way. Yep. Yeah. Nothing else to say. Uh, hey, I, w- I want to get into something a little more positive. Okay. And the Bucks, by the way, were great, man. I They're a contender. Yeah, Gronk, Gronk was, like, back, back. Yeah, he looked game. scary. It's been <laughs> yeah. a while since he looked scary. Yeah. Uh, but they just got to stop fucking the dumb penalties. Yeah. Once yep. they fix that, I think they'll be completely fine. I, I agree. Uh, yep. But a, a positive thing I want to get into. So there's, you know, there's a certain amount of coaches in the top tier. Obviously, Belichick, uh, Andy Reid, Kyle Shanahan uh, from the 49ers. I would say Baltimore, John Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe Doug Peterson mm-hmm. for Philly. And I think there's a new name that needs to be... Oh, Mike Tomlin for Pittsburgh. Yep. Uh, and I think there's a new name that needs to be added to that list. Who? Mike Rabel. Yeah. He's he's incredible he's, right now. He's making the Titans look like a better version of the Ravens. <laughs> where yeah. it's it's different obviously Tannehill's not you know the bulk of the rushing yards right but the way they go like they run to and then play action pass yeah and because you can't really contain their running you're not stopping their play action 
I mean, they look they look complete right now. Yeah, they do. They yeah. look like they took that late hot year or hot end of the season stretch and they've gotten better off of it. Yeah. Keep in mind this is a team 2 weeks ago we were doubting if they were going to be able to finish their season. Right. This is no off season, no preseason, and this team got significantly better. Yeah. Clearly. And Vrabel has shown that they could win multiple types of games. Mm, good point. Because it's not Tannehill carrying. I don't even think it's Henry carrying. They've won shootouts. They've won defensive struggles. They've won kind of mixes of the two. Yep. Like, they, they look complete to me right now. Yeah, I agree. Like, they, they look so basic yet creative. I mean, he's getting the genius, like, you know, intentional penalties just to, like, get the ball back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw him finesse Belichick in the playoffs last year. Yep. Uh, and I think their defense is, like, they've, they haven't looked that great. But again, this is a team that came off of COVID and destroyed the Bills. Yep. I mean, my God, like, it, I can't say enough positive things about them. Yeah, and they've, I mean, they've been playing pretty good teams. It's not like, right. you know, they're playing the worst teams in the league. Right. Playing good teams. Um, Henry is the most valuable player in the, in the National Football League to me. When I say most valuable, I don't mean MVP. I mean, he is the most valuable player. He's unstoppable, dude. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Ask Josh. If you don't know, ask Josh Norman. Right. There's nothing. There's nothing teams can do to stop him. And it looks so easy. And he never stops. The whole game. It's not like. He's so, like, he's so consistently fast. He is. Yeah. Like, he's not a burner, but, like, at the same time, is he's not an easy guy to catch. When he gets that top speed, it's over. Yeah. But he, he gets he gets strides. it, like, gradual. It's, it's crazy. Like, he goes, he starts with strength yes. and power. And then once he gets, like, <laughs> he you can see his momentum building. And then once he gets to that top speed, you can't catch him. Yeah. And he he did it twice on them. And it was just And you know what? And you know that I like that the Titans aren't forcing him to become like a pass catcher. Me too. Like dude, he he's like an old school running back. It's like maybe once or twice a game max. Right. And he does like the basics, him. you know, screens and kind of like slants and out routes. Yeah. But it's not anything crazy where like they're basically using him as a receiver. Yeah, I remember I hated when they did that to uh, LT way back in the day. (laughs) It kind of ruined his career to me, actually. And you just said he's the most valuable player probably in the league. You know, I mean, there's a couple of other guys who will fight for that. But uh, uh, honestly, he's getting paid. He just got paid $50 million. Yeah. Guess how much the Dallas running back got paid? (laughs) How much? Don't quote me, but it's around 90, 92, I think. <laughs> That's crazy, man. And he's doing nothing. Nothing. Fumbling. <laughs> Fumbling games away. Yep. Uh, but, yep. yeah, man, Mike Rabel, to me, is is that next guy to come in and just 
he has taken a good, maybe not good, but a decent organization, and he has made everything about them better. Yeah. Because they've always been like a, they were, before he got there, I think they were seven and nine, three straight years. Mm-hmm. Or something around that record for three straight years, like a game or two out of the playoffs. Yeah. And he has made them considerably better. Yep. Yep. That's that's all I can say. Yeah. What other games did you watch this weekend? Um, I did see the Browns and Steelers. Oof, I missed that one, but I turned it off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Is that pick the... six, bro. You you staring <laughs> down one guy? You trash. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, man. We we already know. We know. I got nothing to say on that. Cleveland better figure out the problem fast. It's crazy how they go, you know, back and forth. Like, one one day they're great, they're contenders again, the next day they're garbage. Well, they couldn't run the ball on the Steelers. Steelers weren't having that shit. Exactly. So, I I would like to see Tennessee play Pittsburgh. I don't know if that's in the schedule. Uh, But that would be a must-watch game for me. Yeah, that would be a good one. Um... I, I watched a little bit of the Giants Washington oh. football game and you know the Chiefs Chiefs Bills I didn't watch the Cardinals and Cowboys though. Dude, I I really liked what I saw from the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, they looking like Super Bowl, you know, favorites again. Yeah, they look they me. also they also they're different from like the Titans where, you know, their quarterback is the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, maybe top two right now because there's the guy in Seattle's going wild. Yeah, uh, but they don't rely on him, right? Like they, they to me they beat the Bills. Yeah, Mahomes made some great plays, but their run game looked really good. Yeah, Edwards Hilaire went crazy. Yeah, and, and he hasn't really been that good since the first week. Yep. Uh, but I liked what I saw from him, man. I liked what I saw from their run game in general. They just protect well. They looked they looked stacked against yeah. the Bills. And I mean the Bills are really good this year. Um I mean, we've talked about it. Yeah. Anyone who's watched any football has seen it, but the Chiefs just they looked like two tiers ahead of a really good team. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just easy. It, did it didn't look, look easy. like they were in any danger the whole time. <laughs> just, it's they're so good to me, it's all about whether they wake up for the game or not. Yeah, it is. Like we know they're going to the playoffs. There's no doubt. Yeah. Yep. Um, you you want to say anything about the Bills in this game? or? Uh, I mean, the Bills the last couple weeks are, are kind of making people nervous, but I still think they're very good. Yeah, me too. Uh, I just think they just, like you said, they, they were playing teams better than them. Yeah. Uh, and that's nothing to be ashamed of. Right. I can't believe Cole Beasley is still nice. Like, still good. Yeah. After all this time. <laughs> Seems like he's been in the league forever, though. Yeah. Um. Okay, Cardinals. Yeah, we could talk about the other Monday night game. Dog, the Cowboys. Dude, dude, you, didn't, you said you didn't watch the game? No, I didn't dude, watch Dude, Kyler it. Murray was low-key trash. <laughs> he was? He was low-key, other than the 80-yard pass. And, again, he had to make a couple throws for them to get 
38 points. Yeah. But, dude, he there were so many plays early in the game where he would throw to a route that the receiver never ran. <laughs> like, bro, he threw an out route. The receiver did, like, a slant. And they were <laughs> like, they're just looking at each other like, yo, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. You think it's a play thing or? I don't um... know. It just, the first, there was like three specific moments in the first quarter where Kyler and the receiver didn't seem on the same page. Yeah. And I got very concerned because in the second quarter I saw it once, but it happened yeah. with Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> of all people. Exactly. Who, yeah. by the way, still is looks great. Yeah. Uh, but the, the Cowboys are utter... Excuse my language. They are utter dog shit. <laughs> Eddie Dalton, 34 for 54. <laughs> it, it, it was oh, a man. cringe to watch them play on both ends. I, look, am I... Was Andy Dalton's awful play surprising? No, it was not. No. You know what I mean? Like, but Zeke, Zeke, my guy, why, as a running back, why are you wearing long sleeves? <laughs> you know he's been the fashion guy. But uh, how the does... The crop tops, the... A guy who's had fumble problems, how does adding a layer of clothing to the arms that carry the ball help you keep it steady? Yeah. Like, that to me makes no sense. Right. Like, I, I struck When I first started wearing long sleeves, I had to make sure they weren't too long or I couldn't dribble a basketball correctly. Yeah. Like, I would be constantly losing it. Right. Dude, there's no... Like, they showed, uh, you know, the close-up of both of his fumbles, obviously. And he got the ball tucked like any other running back. Mm-hmm. But, like, the fact that there's clothes on all of his arm just makes me think the ball's clearly not steady. Right. Or it's clearly not as secure as it should be because it's been a problem all year long. Right. At least he did the good leadership thing and owned up to it after the game. <laughs> that was the only positive out of that game. Mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy needs to go now. A lot of people are saying that. Why are you throwing away another year just so you're not that wrong? <laughs> Only five games in, or six now. games Go in? Six games in. Get out of get out of here now, Mike Nolan, McCarthy. Get rid of them. And it was <laughs> I saw two very distinct. And don't get me wrong, they're not entirely to blame. Right. Uh, I saw that two very different safeties that I noticed in this game. Uh, the the highest paid safety, Buda Baker, uh-huh. looked elite. He was a ball hawk. He contained really well. They didn't get beat over the top once. Mm-hmm. You know, granted, it was Andy Dalton, but still, you shouldn't be ever get beat over the top. Right. Uh, and on the other side, I saw. Uh, Worry is his last name. I think Daryl Worry. I could be getting his first name wrong. He is for, probably the worst safety I've ever seen. For the Cowboys? Yes. Okay. I'm not sure. It's some Worry. Okay. Uh, but my God. <laughs> one of the worst safety performances I have ever seen. 
That's crazy. I mean, he's getting thrown right over. Dude, did you see, you saw the eighty yard touchdown? I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. Dude, he just stands there. Yeah, I did see that. He stands there. Kirk zooms by him, and then he turns and runs. Yeah. But he stands in a spot where the the corner is already supposed to like cover that area. Mm-hmm. And again, I didn't notice this in real time. Looking at it in, on the replay, I'm like, what is he doing? Huh. Dude, well, they're they're a, a disaster in every way. Every yeah. way. Dude, they got... Dalton had two touchdowns dropped. Dropped? Dropped. Michael... I don't remember the second one, but Michael Gallup flat out dropped one. I didn't see that. That's crazy. Oh, my God. It was just awful. And... The Cardinals, that's the crazy thing. The Cardinals looked trash, and they put up 38 points. Yeah. That's tough. I don't even remember who ran the ball for them. Especially if it's a team that's really not that crazy. That good, in general. Dude, anybody who... I would be ashamed to consider myself a defensive coordinator of that defense. Like I would hide if if people knew what I looked like, I'd hide my face. <laughs> That's crazy. I'd be wearing like the super big COVID masks just so nobody recognized me. <laughs> my God, dude, they're so bad. And and they anybody who's positive about them leading the division, like John Wall, for example, my guy, you are. Yeah. I don't know what you're watching. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I saw and let me flip it to the Eagles Ravens game. Ooh, yeah, I was Eagles, gonna say go ahead I owe Carson Wentz an apology. It's the team. It, now he I'm not apologizing like he hasn't been bad in a lot of ways because he has. Uh-huh. Uh and I'm not taking back my criticism of him, but I thought it was he was preventing the team from like winning games because he was just turning it over Mm -hmm. this team if he's not forcing Mahomes plays this team can't do anything on offense (laughs) the receivers are that bad or what uh receivers are bad their line is trash now they played the Ravens so I don't know how trash their line is because the Ravens pass rush is good right uh and the Ravens were just dominating them for like three quarters practically mm-hmm. um but he has no time to throw his receivers are dropping touchdowns dude their first let me just let me just highlight their first uh drive of the game they get the ball first play Carson Wentz gets sacked mm-hmm. he gets sacked within four seconds good start <laughs> uh-huh. uh second play they get a penalty so they're moved back and then they get nothing on like a trash run. Uh-huh. They're in third and 22. Uh-huh. Carson Wentz decides to, well, shit, it's third and 22. I got to go for something. So he beams it out there. Dude's name is Hightower. He's a rookie, I'm pretty sure. They mm-hmm. drafted him, you know, to help the trash receiving core that they've had for three plus years. Yeah. Uh, and it is almost identical with the Christian Kirk Arizona play where he just zooms out wide open and it goes through his hands. 
Carson Wentz puts and and keep in mind Kirk lost his balance because he had to like run as fast as he possibly could to get to the ball. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz threw it perfectly. The guy was in stride. He didn't have to slow down. Didn't have to come back. Didn't have to speed up. The ball fell right in his fucking lap, and then hit the turf. <laughs> That's crazy. That was that was the Philadelphia Eagles for the for the entire first half of that game. Mm. Mm-hmm. And like, and you could like watching them, you could just see Wentz just getting like more and more. He starts forcing shit. Yeah. Because if he doesn't hold the ball, nobody's open. But then he got to you know move around because the line ain't protecting him for very long. And he's got to force, like, awful, you know, decisions at times. Mm-hmm. And again, he shouldn't be making as many awful decisions as he is if he's that good. But this mm-hmm. team has nothing to offer offensively. Yeah, that's sad. And, and, and again, this is where I'm so shocked at how bad the Cowboys are. Philly the has Cowboys? nothing to offer offensively. And they almost sent the game to overtime. Oh. Bro, as soon yeah. as Wentz turned up, they they immediately started coming back. Mm-hmm. Imme- like, Wentz started playing well and making kind of Mahomes-type passes. And everybody on the team started playing better. Hmm. Like, the defense picked up the energy. The receivers started catching shit. The run game was actually doing something. And they they were a you know a two point conversion away from sending the game to overtime, right? Against Baltimore, yeah. So you see that they're they're not as far off being a good team as these other NFC East teams, right? Because Baltimore doesn't let a lot of teams come back. Exactly. Yeah. And I I was really impressed with their fourth quarter because I everything in my soul was telling me to turn off the game. Like I, I thought I thought Wentz would throw a pick six, honestly. What was it going into the fourth? Uh they were down I think sixteen. Oh, okay. They scored late in the third, I think. So their their momentum started late in the third. Uh but again, like down sixteen against Baltimore, again, you're not their defense also isn't stopping Lamar Jackson or Mark Ingram. Right. So like they're really there was no reason to watch the fourth quarter. Right. Uh, but Carson Wentz turned it on. They started giving him like an extra two seconds of time. And Philly looked like a, not a contender, but a playoff team. Well, I mean, they still have a shot. It's right. not over for them. Right. That's why I, I would, I'm still more excited about Philly than any of the other three NFC East teams. Okay. That's fair. Uh, Seahawks looking to sign Antonio Brown. We didn't. Uh, we didn't talk about Le'Veon going to. I mean, the, the rich Chiefs. get richer. I'm. I'm sure he'll have some big plays for them. That's od. Yeah. So greedy. <laughs> Need every good player in the league. I really thought uh, Belichick would scoop him up for like the tiniest price. Yeah, I thought he'd either be Belichick or I thought he'd go to Tampa Bay with yeah. um, with Tom, but 
Man, that's crazy. I'm curious to see. I mean, when he gets when he gets activated, what they're gonna do with him, how they use him. Yeah. Um, let's see what else we got as far as. I don't, I'm not talking about Antonio Brown, by the way. <laughs> True. Yeah. If he if he gets there, it. I mean, Russ, Russ is crazy, so I do think it could help him. Yeah. But can they survive him? Probably not. Right. Probably not. Shout out to Jameer Nelson. We talked about him on here. Uh, he got a job with the 76ers oh. as um, assistant GM for their G League team and as a scout. So. Okay. That's that's a good sign, man. I, he, I, I trust his uh, scouting ability. Me too. He's been away from the game for a while. Yeah. But you know, Seemingly, like, I, I can't imagine he's, like, away, away from the game. Yeah. You know? Seem- seemingly. Right. Um, real quick, I'm not going to get deep into the trade we talked about off air, but it, <laughs> it looks like the Warriors are going to get Drummond. It's, it looks like it's pretty inevitable at this point. Drummond already said... He has no. There's no chance of him re-signing there. The Warriors have publicly said they want Drummond, and if they, if they do what you, what we talked about and that, they're going right back to the finals. <laughs> right back, waltzing, dancing yeah, to the shimmying into the finals, <laughs> shimmying into the finals. Stop. <laughs> I need I need a little bit more of their bench, man, because their bench is not what it was. I think their bench doesn't get enough credit during their finals runs. It doesn't. Uh, and I, I think it's not nowhere near as good as it was. Their bench was just right in the finals. Like it was, it, they didn't need any more, and they couldn't do any less. It was just right. But that um, that bench helped them throughout the season. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. they no, don't have I'm, that right now. I'm saying that in a good way. And this team, this bench isn't just right at all. But, I mean, <laughs> how much does the bench have to play with that team? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, that's all I got for sports. You you got anything else? Uh, No. I'm excited. I'm going to watch the, the Eagles tomorrow. Uh, to see if they're if they didn't just fool me or if they're really that good, but they're getting dude they're getting demolished by injuries. Come on, man! Tomorrow is not a good showcase. Of... I know, but they they <laughs> couldn't beat the Bengals. They could go and beat the Giants blindfolded tomorrow. Yeah, but they lost Zach Ertz like their key to their passing game. Yeah, uh, they lost another fucking offensive lineman. I'm pretty sure. Daniel Jones' numbers are low-key all right this year. Other than the interceptions, obviously. But Carson Wentz has nine interceptions this year? Yeah, a lot of fumbles, too. Wow. Okay. All right. Um, uh, We'll play a gem. We'll be right back. This is off of uh, Reason's New Beginnings, which we'll be talking about. This is West Side. Maybe on the west side, west side, west side. Just meet me on the west side, west side, west side. Meet me 
Think about it. You put everything in it, hoping your soul grow. All it lead to is blame games, and I told you so. We fuck on the same page, only different books. Four years in, and it's hard to let go. Clubbing and parties, you drink away regret with coke and Bacardi. Sex ain't even present, romantically starving. Don't treat you like you can, but he dealing with Barbies, loving you hardly. This shit a cycle, cycle. You pray, you wife, you make a breakup like you in high school. Frozen pictures, soulless prison. Got you feeling you barely notice, nigga. Words out the same old book. You need ibuprofen or that pain you took. You go hit the town, nice dress to stand out. Funny how them girl nights never pan out. They never do. Cussing, fighting, fussing, fighting shit. Apologies, throw ice up on your wrist. Wasting years just praying, hope you change. Girl, you act like time just don't exist. If you're down, got places we can go. Ain't no rush, girl, I can take it slow. Ain't no rush, girl, I just need to know. I just want you, babe. Meet me on the west side, west side, west side. Just meet me on the west side, west side, west side. Meet me on the west side, west side, west side. Meet me on the west side, west side, west side. Yeah, yeah. Baby, nothing that you do can make a difference. And you blame yourself for him fucking with bitches. Them memories all catch up, you hold it like paw bears. They lead in the love, being inconsistent. Just follow that. Years down the drain, it's hard for you to swallow that. But trust me, I get it, cause I don't walk down that path too. But if love was rent, baby, then that nigga passed through. Every time I walk past you, I can see it in your face expression. Cause you neglected, you should let me change that for you. A better life, girl, I swear I can arrange that for you. A couple years down the line, you get a ring and a Maybach for you. <laughs> Maybe I just bring a range back for you. Cause I done came a long way to find somebody that matched me. Hood attitude with a soul so classy. So why you putting up with these niggas so trash? I see you cussing, fighting, fussing, fighting shit. Apologies, throw ice up on your wrist. Wasting years just praying, hope you change. Girl, you act like time just don't exist. If you're down, got places we can go. Ain't no rush, girl, I can take it slow. Ain't no rush, girl, I just need to know. I just want you back. Meet me on the west side, west side, west side. Just meet me on the west side, west side, west side. Meet me on the west side, west side, west side. Meet me on the west side, west side, west side. That was Reason featuring Mariba, Westside. Mariba's having a good year, low-key, mm-hmm. features-wise. All right, first, we're going to start with uh, Benny the Butcher's new album, Griselda or mixtape, Burden of Proof, and it is, I think the whole thing is with Hit Boy, right? 
Um, might be. I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? Are you on me to go first? Uh, how familiar are you with Griselda, by the way? I'm. I'm intermediate. I'm not yes. expert. Yes. I'm intermediate. Dude, I have a friend who's like a really big fan uh-huh. uh, of of Benny and uh, Conway the Machine. Yeah. And he's been hyping them up to me like for over a year now at this point. That I've only been on to him for about a year. Yeah, and I kept brushing it off because you know I had like we were listening to a bunch of stuff and yeah, yeah. I just didn't really some of the some of the stuff I heard didn't really get me excited. Mm-hmm. But man, did that change with this album? <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? This album is fire. <laughs> yeah. It's fire. Where do you want to start, man? What, what what was your favorite part about it? Uh, let me preface with this: the reason why I'm only kind of into the Griselda guys is because I'll probably never relate to anything they say in their music. Right, right. It's just like way out of my realm of uh, it's not. It's like a different kind of gangster rap, you know. Yes. And I I know I sound corny saying that. Because it's not gangster rap. But it's like a mid-level of it that I will never experience in my lifetime. For You know, fortunately for me. But, man, I love hearing them say it. <laughs> I, I love it. I mean, obviously the beats, beats were hard. And, and they do the thing where they don't need hooks at all. It really doesn't matter. Like, they... They find a way to keep you engaged with the lyrics, the imagery yes. that they use in their lyrics. I can see exactly what he's talking about. If I know what he's talking about, I can see it. I can feel it. Um, man, I, I loved all the features. Good length. I mean, I, I can't I can't really think of anything negative about it, honestly. Yeah, man. He, he, dude, this album, he's just... He's on fire, start to finish. Yeah. Like, the imagery, like you said, is crazy. I thought there's... Um, it's not so much, like, his in artist versatility, but the song versatility is really good. Yes. Uh, yes. Where they never really get repetitive. They never get boring. They never drag. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, his chemistry with the features is, is pretty seamless. Yep. Every time, I mean, this album is just, I didn't expect him to have this kind of album making ability, honestly. Mm-hmm. Benny's, I've heard Benny by far more than the other guy and anybody else in their group. Yeah. Westside and Conway. Yeah. Yeah. But to me, this, I was like, I have to listen to more of what this guy does, what these other guys do. I mean, this is really good. They're tough. I want to say this is my, my either my fourth or fifth Griselda project I've listened to. And I don't, I don't bring them to the podcast much. I think I brought one to the podcast, but I don't bring them on here much because they seem like so far away. And like I said, I don't really relate to it. And oftentimes like before this one, a lot of times it's so much of the one guy. Mm-hmm. But like with these features and the Hit Boy beats, the um, like the features aren't 
even similar artists. That's yes. one thing a lot of artists in like Benny's tier or like their realm, they'll use the same sounding artists Guys over and like over fit again. Their rap style. Yeah, yes. yeah. Like you look at this and you look at the features, you're like, okay, Rick Ross, Wayne, Big Sean, Dom Kennedy, like. <laughs> You know, and then, you know, throw Freddie Gibbs in there, and they're nothing alike at all. Not even in the same realm of music. So, um, for him to do that, like you said, it just showed versatility for him to be able to work with people, and it just seemed like they've worked together forever. Yeah. It, it was great, man. This great. Like, this is one of those... Uh, I'm not going to rush to say it's my favorite rap album of the year, but it's it's, it's contending for it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, me too. I, I just there's so many songs that like stuck with me. I thought "Timeless" was a great single. Great. I, I didn't hear it as a single, but I could tell as soon as I heard it, I was like, "This is a great single." Yep. Uh, I I thought the Freddie Gibbs song was crazy. Obviously, really I thought crazy. "New Streets" was really crazy. I loved "New the, Streets." The Dom Kennedy track was probably my favorite one. Yeah. Uh, and obviously him with. His boys was war paint. He was lit. I mean, <laughs> super lit. This this album is just like it, it gives you that feeling of like I want to hear this again. Yeah. Uh, and that a, a lot of albums struggle to hit that note for me. Yeah. Uh, and this album, like I had no problem going back to this multiple times. And what's interesting sometimes in albums. I appreciate albums that have a nice flow from top to bottom. You get this masterpiece of how they uh, laid out the songs. Mm -hmm. He does that, but yet I can still listen to it on shuffle and get the same effect. Like when I listen to him straight through, I love it. I love how it flows. I feel like my energy is like on par with the music, but, but I threw it on shuffle for the second listen. I didn't lose that at all. Yeah. Like, some people, you completely, like, throw that out the window if you listen to it on shuffle. This is a song, I mean, I usually could just never put anything else on in the car and just rock with this every time I get in. This is what's playing on shuffle. Yeah. It, it's nice, man. Really, really, really good. There's no filler tracks, too. None at all. There's just, like, it's just heat, start to finish. Yeah. It really, it shocked me, man. I, I... I had a hard time moving on from this. <laughs> yeah, it, it was as soon as I heard it, I'm like, yeah, this is a must. We have to, we have to yeah. get to this. Thank God, Freddie Gibbs was on here. Like the first two tracks, I was like, Freddie Gibbs needs to be on this. Yeah, and of course, he gave like probably the line of the the last few months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I thought about playing that as my uh, my gem. I might. Yeah, it needs to be heard. It's top tier rap music right now. It's top tier hip hop. Yeah, um, if you so you've never heard Benny a Benny album before. It's my first album by any of the Griselda guys. Oh, you have to go back and listen to uh, Tana Talk Three. Okay, I got their. Uh, I've had their joint project from last uh, fall, I think. Yeah. The WWCD. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to definitely get that within the next couple weeks, too. Okay. Yeah, Conway's um, From King to a God was like that, too. 
I mean, they they have just had a really really good year. But um, he got a song with Freddie on there that's crazy. Um, you know, obviously Benny had to be on there once. And again with the weird features, he has Dej Loaf and Method Man on there. Oh yeah, I'm with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just like it's just whatever. Whoever they work with, they just figure it out. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, solid, solid. You want to go right to reason? Uh, yeah. Let's stick with the like the straight hip hop. Okay. Uh, New Beginnings by Reason. Uh, you know, I, I listened to a Reason interview about a year ago, um, talking about his first mixtape or whatever, and how um, he just used all YouTube beats on there. He said he just went to YouTube and was downloading beats all night one night and just started writing to all of them, and that's how you know he came out with his first mixtape. And um, you know, at the time, I thought that was silly. But I could see he's he's that kind of artist where it's just like, I feel like he takes so much thought into his lyrics. And at times, they can still be simple, but still really meaningful, you know? Yeah. There's some artists who have to be, like, metaphorical all the time for them to show their meaning. But he he finds a way to be simple and have so much meaning. And he's, he's that way in his interviews. He's just that kind of dude. So I was really um, excited for this album, and man, it's just great. It's just a great, great album. It it shows so many sides of an artist, of a rap artist, a young rap artist. Um, he talks about everything on there too, which I I was not expecting. You know, for young artists, I thought he talked more about like, you know getting into the game you know the usual immature yeah, artist stuff right he sounds like someone who's been rapping for 10 years in the rap game and, and like i said it's not complex lyrics it's simple but it's just it's just good and i i really really enjoyed this top to bottom yeah i i'm, I'm i guess i'm a step below you i didn't like love love this album mm-hmm. uh but I, I thought it was really good uh, like you said, lyrically, it's top tier. Yeah. Um, my only real issue is I thought pretty much all his individual songs were kind of slow, kind of, kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, not again, the lyrics were good, but like it really, the ener- there was no energy to them. Yeah. Uh, they were very slow, almost like more poetic. Uh, yeah, which yeah. again, like. I think a lot of people who listen to hip hop enjoy that. I, at times, I do. Uh, but I, I he had was, a lot of it. Yeah, but I was looking for a little more energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still thought this album was really good. Yeah. Uh, and, and one thing, this album, you could feel, you could feel the top dog like push. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, because this album is very, it's very, it feels very old school. Yeah. Uh, it's very similar to Benny it's it's like consistent start to finish mm-hmm. uh, and I thought the feature choices were really interesting mm-hmm. uh, where it's mostly top dog guys I'm I'm pretty sure all these guys 
Rhapsody, maybe not. Rhapsody's uh, Dreamville. Okay, but I think the rest JID of them, I mean, as well. JID's the other Dreamville guy. Yeah, and Mariba, but uh, I think uh, and Vince. I don't know what Vince is. Yeah, just a free agent, I guess. L.A. Yeah. Uh, but I just thought this album has all the makings of a great first West Coast rapper album. Yeah, it does. Very it deep does. lyric lyrically. Uh, very like a wide variety of kind of song making. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, West Side is a great like kind of you know West Coast classic track. Yeah, uh, and I thought I I really enjoyed his song with Rhapsody and uh, the song Extinct with JID and Isaiah Rashad. I love that too. Like they were to me, I love the albums that are good and still have like really clear standouts. Mm-hmm. And those were the two for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fl- flick it up was also like a nice switch up as far as the energy went yeah uh but I, I again man this album had everything a good first west coast album has that i mean tde uh is really creating their own west coast you know sound like they're yes. really there was a time where i was like okay yeah like the the friends absol schoolboy and Kendrick, yeah, they're doing their thing because they all know each other. But now, they're recruiting talent, and it's like they're spreading out this influence of a sound, like throughout LA. And it's it's really interesting. I think we're seeing the beginning of a of a different era. You know, I, I just like how everybody they seem to have gotten, including Reason, now is unique mm-hmm. in his own way. Yeah, in his or her own way, they are. Yeah. Uh, and I, I heard reason he introed or he like he was the intro guy for uh, J-Rock, the last concert I went to. OK. Uh, and like we me and my friend loved his rapping. But then, uh-huh. like, you know, we kind of forgot about him because it took this is his first album. It took a while. To, this was 2018, I think, right after uh, Redemption came out. Yeah, I think he had just had like mixtapes then, right? Yeah, and I didn't yeah. really. I I wanted to hear an album from him because he, I I had heard of him as the like a, the next top dog guy. Yeah. Uh, and it took a while to get there, man. But I am so happy that he started this off. Yeah. Uh, I'm yep. hoping they capitalize. Like I need more of this sound. Uh, and I hope I hope I hope to hear him soon. Honestly. Yeah, me too. Me too. I hope he keeps the ball rolling. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Spillage Village. Yeah. Spilligen. Uh, you start with this one. Okay, this one you you convinced me to listen to this. I had no clue what the hell this was uh, <laughs> until you told me. Yeah. Um. And, and I hadn't listened to it when I told you that. By the way. You already had or had not. I had not. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I immediately got nervous because the tracks, the track length is perfect, but the length felt a little stretched. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was coming off of Benny. I had a hard time moving off of Benny. So, this might be unfair to this album, <laughs> but this album was was cool, but not something I really would want to go back to. Yes. Uh. I'll start with the positives, man. I thought the chemistry from the JID and Earth King was great. Yeah, apparently they were in 
they were a group before. Okay. It felt like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's one thing I liked about this album. I thought it felt like a kind of like a group, you know, a team up. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I was, I was kind of, I wanted J.I.D. to steal the show. He didn't steal the show, but yet I really liked that he didn't steal the show. Because mm-hmm. he was the guy who, I, Earth Gang, you know, I've heard good things, but I hadn't heard enough. Yeah. But J.I.D., I know, could impress me. Yeah. Uh, but that's, again, this this album is very, like, team-oriented. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they play off, the verses play off each other really well. Um, my, my one downside is this, the first, like, four tracks, first four or five tracks are very religious oriented yeah and I, I didn't need it i didn't need four straight tracks of kind of religion you know topics that are kind of specific to religion yeah um but again like i didn't hate i thought mecca was a really good song yeah me too and from mecca toward to the end of this album i kind of wanted it to completely sound like that mm-hmm. um but i enjoyed all the performances here. Yeah, I did too. Mm, uh, chance, maybe not, but <laughs> I was kind of surprised because I expected him to sound really good on this. Right, this is something where he should thrive. Right. Uh, Hollywood JB, I really enjoyed all his verses. Uh, I think he had three of them on there. He had like the deeper voice. Jordan Bryant. Uh, no, he's on. Track four and oh no, hot yeah, I see him. And there was one other one he had a long verse on. I can't see it like my phone doesn't show all the people. Yeah, it's long titles. Yeah, yeah. um, but yeah, I, I liked him. I I liked. I I pretty much feel the exact same way as you did. I like the um you know singing additions they threw in there. Mariba and Ari Lennox were nice touches. Um, Six Lack was a nice touch on uh i really liked him on the first one i think i don't don't know if i liked him so much on the second one he did um yeah it was just it seemed like it seemed experimental but i know that that's their style does that make sense yes (laughs) like i know they knew what they were doing that's kind of how i felt too but to my ears it felt experimental and um, it didn't seem they didn't seem confident in it to me, like they knew that it was gonna work. And some of it did for me, and some of it was just kind of like, okay, I didn't need that here. Um, but I think they had a lot of fun doing this. And sometimes you can really hear the fun, yeah. Whether it's the lyrics, especially the second the beats. half, yeah, for sure. I I heard I heard every bit of fun and enthusiasm they had making this and i liked it it's definitely worth a one or two listens and then yeah i don't know if i'll go back i'll probably have a couple songs i'll go back to i really like um, the last four tracks i did too uh i thought they kind of just i don't know if it's just because it started off slow for me but they kind of just picked up the my my opinion of the album more and more Mm mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, uh, end of days. I've seen um, a lot of people saying they yeah. like that one. The I best. really liked uh, Jordan Bryant's verses on here. By the way, I did too. Uh, I liked I liked a lot of the verses that weren't JID or Earth Gang. Yeah, 
their lyrics, man. I I love them. I love their lyrics. Like the way they put like the random Yeah. <laughs> completely random stuff in the lyrics yeah. and make it sound cool. I love that. That's one uh, thing this this album had really good transitions from verse to verse. It did. It did. Top to bottom. Yeah. Yep. That's all I got for that. Yeah. Okay, what's next? Uh, the last one for me is Mario. Good old Mario. I don't know why I do this all the time. He's just like, he's a childhood favorite of mine. You do jump right to Mario so fast. Yeah, I don't know what it is because I, I don't feel like touching Trey songs for like three years now. Yeah. Uh, but Mario, for some reason, always captures my ear. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and I like this, man. Uh, I liked it too. And again, I was, you know, hip hop for three, four albums in a row. So I was looking to get out of that for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was a good, this was a good taste of the fact that he's still a pretty good artist. Yeah. I thought yep. this was a lot more consistent than his album was. I agree. Uh, his last one. But um, yeah, man, I was. The only problem with him is he doesn't really... He's not unique as far as his sound. Yeah, not so much anymore. Uh, right. So to me, like I, I could see why he doesn't get any kind of real popularity. Yeah. Uh, but he's... I, I think if you're a fan of R&B, he's a guy you should be keeping an eye on. Yeah. And, I mean, showing that he still has that, you know, sex appeal in his music. Yeah. Um, that's something I... At a, at a point thought he lost um, but I, I mean obviously this EP has plenty of it yeah but uh, yeah man he sounds he sounds mature too which is nice mm-hmm. um, I, I thought he sounded good I, I, I liked everything on here I mean when I say I liked everything I won't like listen to it that often but I never felt myself like oh I hate this I'm gonna yeah. turn it off it was never like that Crowns and Diamonds was like a gem for me that I'd probably come back to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, man, it's just a good, like, fun R&B EP to listen to. Obviously quick. Yeah. Yeah. What else did you get, man? I know you got Trey songs. <laughs> no, I didn't get Trey you songs. You didn't get? Oh, man. Well, you know, I told you why I couldn't listen to certain music. Yeah. Because I, uh, I had kids in the car right. this time, so I knew... <laughs> I knew I couldn't throw Trey on. I got you, of course. So, and the other ones were more important to me right now, anyway. But um, yeah, I I just felt bad because I I slept on the double album. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, you did skip that. Yeah, man. I I just the length would be killing me. The double album was good though. Yeah, it was good. I'm hoping I'm I'm gonna listen to this, and if <laughs> if I enjoy at least aspects of this, then I will get back to the double album. All right, that's fair. There's, you, you should at least pick out the songs with features you want to hear on the double album. Okay. He has a lot of features on okay. that. Yeah. Um, I did listen to a small, I guess this is an album, nine songs by Omar Apollo. It's called Apollo, Apollonio. Um, he's like an alternative, real like uh. You know, guitar heavy uh, artists, and I, I really enjoyed it. It's very smooth. It's soft. 
uh, intimate. Um, it's, it's short. It's quick. He has a couple Spanish songs on there. Um, Dos Uno Nueve, you know, 219. But um, I liked it, man. It, it was it was cool. It was a cool listen. Okay. It was it was my first one. Like I listened to that. It might have been at midnight on Friday, just because I saw it and I was like, oh yeah, I could run through this real quick before I fall asleep. Did that. Woke up. Hit it again. And I liked it. I got some that I uh, definitely would save on there. I really liked the first first four tracks I really liked. Um, and then the last two. Uh, the in-between is, is the Spanish ones. So I pretty much liked everything on there. So, um, Like I said, it's real smooth, soft. It's just easy listening to. I wasn't expecting much. But um, he's a pretty good artist. Pretty good artist. Uh... Let's see what we have. Any other big music news? Well, I I got I downloaded uh, Black Thoughts' new like album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did want to get to that too. Yeah, but that's I, long I, too, isn't it? Uh, thirteen tracks. Oh, okay, that's not bad. Yeah, it's uh, none of the songs are too long, so it shouldn't be that long of a listen. But uh, that's he's like a classic guy. Uh, you know, of course. he's a guy I want to get to. He he might sit on my computer for a little while. I can't. I'm not going to promise that I'll get to him for next episode, but by the end of the year, he'll be on my radar for sure. Yeah. Uh, Drake's birthday is this weekend, so he often releases something on his birthday. There's a feature on somebody's like album or EP. Young Blue? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was that? I didn't hear that. Uh. Never heard of Young Blue. Blue. He's... Apparently he's DeMarcus Cousins' friend, and Cousins called Drake and asked him for the favor. I didn't know Cousins had pull like that, but okay. <laughs> I didn't either, but that's what the rumor is. He probably grew close with Drake at his time in the Kentucky time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I he... did. I did. I was gonna come on here and rant about Ti's trash ass album, which I'm assuming it is. Uh, what is it called? Oh, you haven't heard it though. I have not heard it. <laughs> did you hear uh, his um? The Libra twenty fucking tracks. Oh, okay. I saw that cover. I I just didn't know it was Ti. Okay. He, I just so much good hip hop, man. I'm reason. I went reason, Benny the Butcher, and then Spillage Village. I was like, I'm not listening to garbage. I'm not doing it. He got Benny on there. That's nice. I'll listen to that one. Twenty. The tracks? Young Doug track was nice. The the um single, Ring. I missed it. Uh, that was nice. If you Him get to it, let me know. Good. If if it's good, you know, I trust your judgment. So if it's solid, I'll. I'll I just don't want to restore my faith in T.I. because he's just, he's been so awful for so long. Well, don't count on me getting to it. Okay, fair enough. He also, uh, you know, Busta Rhymes challenged him to a versus and he said no. That Busta Rhymes, uh, um, the generational gap, what wouldn't work. What? Yeah. What? Who said that? T.I. Buster Rhymes challenged him to versus the, the generational said, gap. Ti, you were popular 
five years within Busta Rhymes' popularity. Yeah. A-Rap Music and Touch It came out after T.I., right? Yeah. Busta's one of the most phenomenal talents of our time, man. I salute and respect Busta a whole lot. I just think the generational gap might be a little too much. That's what he said. Dude, just all right, just keep it to the 2000s. Forget everything after 2010. Bus is Washington, yeah. <laughs> he probably is, yeah. T.I. has, you know, three that's or four a, Trump cards, but after that... That's some Aaron Rodgers bullshit. Soft. <laughs> Generational gap. Just say, like... Nah, I get it. You can't, like, say something super weak, but that's super weak to me. T.I., I mean... <laughs> T.I. is like newer uh, hit. Like he only has the one with Young Doug, right? About the money? Yeah, that's all I can think of. Who does he think watches Versus? Gladys Knight and Patti LaBelle were just on there. So who you... Generational <laughs> gap, bro. I don't understand. Like, What generation is, you know, uh, who was before them? Somebody else older. Um, Keisha Cole and Monica? Monica is is definitely Busta Rhymes' generation. Ludacris? Ludacris and who was it, Nelly? Yeah. That's that's right in their generation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Busta Busta started before them, but he was his career is just so much so long. Right. I mean, um Look at Me Now is obviously gonna make the twenty. Right, that's Busta's like one thing after 2010. I think that's yeah. after 2010. Yeah, one big thing, yeah. He had the other song with Chris that I felt bad went under the radar. You remember that? He had like the challenge to rap as fast as him in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had a cool video too. I don't know. <laughs> I liked it, but when no one else liked it, I kind of felt bad. I'm like, wow, Busta really tried yeah. something. And he was kind of awkward in the, what was it, Super Bowl performance? Or no? Which one? No, no, no. no. Oh, uh, NBA. He was one of the NBA, was it All-Star Weekend? Probably. Uh, it, I think it was All-Star Weekend maybe a year or two ago, and it was just oh, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Um. Uh, Dude, generation that I'm really stuck on that. That's so idiotic. It is generational gap. Yeah. Um, I'll play. I'll play my gym real quick. I'll play some Benny, and uh, we'll be right back after that. We talked about this. This is Benny and Freddie Gibbs. One way flight. Ask me no questions, just listen to this shit. Uh, she catch a one-way flight to kick it wherever I'm at. So if she wanna stay, then the bitch will never come back. You wanna know how a chip feel? I've been there once. This year three in the beginning of a ten-year run. And that's predicted, my persistence got my name on all the lists. Had a brick before rap, like that dope boy from Memphis. I survived all them death threats and three felony convictions. Plug found out my whole team was hot, he kept his distance. What's the stage with no mic and no voice of a poet? What's more important, the flower or the soil that grow it? Yeah, it's cool, but one rule, don't get caught in a moment. Or oh, it's back to swinging ratchets and warming the water. Starving made me thin, and ain't 
Ain't no mercy in this game we in. I stacked against us, had to play to win. I got a broad I never saw before 1 a.m. I'm out west and crazy girls cleaning out the ATM. Let's go. Phone so burnt, I need my pager back. Trips with that work, my baby made it back. I fuck with them hoes, I know she hated that. You gon' cry in that Toyota or this Maybach. This for hustlers with straight cash, not bitches with fake bags. For hoes who fall in love with trappers and break bags. She texting my homie, but I'm fucking hers. She fake mad. These hoes can't handle a nigga they can't have. Unlucky for y'all, you know who the fuck is in charge. I put a couple in jars, let it fluff till it's hard. I'm at J House, carry James Marshall, cover the wall. Enough cushion I could cover the fall. You know business is business, bitches is bitches, and they fucking us all. You know how life go, you stuck with your flaws. What's that about? They had me fucked up. Niggas thought I'd suffer for long. I'm driving, counting money with hundreds on a color and floor. Uh-huh. Put my hands together and I pray for the bread. Cause I get five jail cars a day from the feds. Go to sleep with an alarm and a K on the ledge. And a fireproof thousand pounds safe in the crib. Ah. Phone so burnt, I need my pager back. Trips with that work, my baby made it back. Fuck with them hoes, I know she hated that. But you gon' cry in that Toyota or this Maybach. I said, fuck it, one gon' do a verse. Bought some ugly white girl when I whipped it, it's Miss Universe. Migo brought them chickens on the bird, that's that school to work. I control my bitches, only fans, I got computer work. Freddie Kane, I keep a college bitch on the 94 with the waist stash. Baby daddy bought her that fake brody, she fake mad. Butcher and the rabbit, got that man, check out credentials. Hoes get fucked and sent home early, just like the Clippers. Is you with it, bitch? Phone so burnt, I need my pager back. Trips with that work, my baby made it back. Fuck with them hoes, I know she hated that. But you gon' cry in that Toyota or this Maybach. That was uh, Benny the Butcher. I really like the... uh... That I control my girls only fans. I got that computer work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Yeah. That was a one way flight, Benny and Freddie Gibbs. Um man. I have to. I have to. <sighs> Ice Cube. <laughs> what are you doing, man? What is going on? It's this is like, this was top three weirdest headlines of the year for me, when I saw this. It's been a weird year. Yeah. Um. I, listen. Um. Uh, th- there's something to be said about the difference with getting a deal done and being used. You know, anyone can go meet with someone, can talk to someone on the phone, can write a letter to somebody in private or not, but they can also get something done, get something signed, get an agreement, or someone can just show everybody that you emailed them or that, you know, they emailed you or called or whatever. Had a conversation. Yeah. Ice Cube. 
the interview, man. I don't even. I can't even. I don't even know where to start. I, I don't understand how Ice Cube, someone like like him, gets used like that, so blatantly. Like you said, he just got straight up finessed, just finessed. And listen, I'm I'm not being political about this at all. Ice Cube made a decision to go with someone who would give him, who promised him instant gratification without the end result, possibly, you know, without, with it never happening, possibly, you know, it's like quid pro, yes. but the, the rest of it isn't there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, uh, yeah, you can use me, use my ideas. You can tell everyone they're from my ideas. Uh, and yeah, you know, if you get to that, that's cool. Yeah, we'll get to it right away. Um, the other people, the other side, which is the uh, campaign for Biden and Kamala Harris, I'll just say it. Um, they told him, yeah, you know, we'll look at your agreement after the election. Uh, Ice Cube was offended by that. But like, what can Biden and Kamala Harris do with his stuff right now? Yeah, he's not the Biden's not the president. Right. Ice Cube was offended that Biden said, I'll look at it after the election. But because our current president said, I'll look at it right now, Ice Cube said, yeah, take it. You got it. So they took it. And um, I don't remember the exact percentage, but it's a one-page proposal. Biden's proposal is 22 pages. And this is the proposal... To benefit African Americans in our country, obviously, uh, Biden's proposal is 22 pages that Ice Cube did not read. Um, Trump's proposal is one page uh, that uses a couple of Ice Cube's ideas, but the strange thing is that they're already happening. They're already in motion. Like <laughs> the stuff that they did take from Ice Cube's idea, they're already doing. Yes. Ice Cube, <laughs> and then you let them use your name for something that they didn't even use your stuff because it's already happening. I I just don't, I just don't understand. This is one thing you know. I respect Killer Mike as a great rapper, uh, and you know I I respect him that way. He's not my taste. That's cool, but Killer Mike is someone who often goes and sees government officials to talk and chat a lot. And as if he's getting something done, but he doesn't actually ever get anything done. He just makes them aware of who he is, basically, and gets to hear some of their ideas. And I've always had a problem with that. And Ice Cube managed to take that, like, up five steps for me. And, I mean, come on, man. NWA, listen to your music. I don't understand... I don't understand how you could be so confident that you're you're pushing progress when it's blatantly obvious that you're having no impact on it. Exactly. And you're pushing progress to someone who wants to eliminate the progress. Like I, I don't understand. <laughs> I have I do not understand at all. I, I just man, I it's 
I've never been so defeated by like a news story, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like I had this similar feeling to like losing an important game where you're just crushed, you're just frustrated, you're not really all you could think about is like why it happened, how it happened. Yes. And this is I was just stuck for like that whole day, the rest of that day like Ice Cube of all people? Of all people. Uh, you know, Kanye doing what he's doing, completely understand. This this nonsense is clear-cut nonsense. We get it. Yeah. But Ice Cube dude it just it blew my mind, man. Like you said, top three strangest stories of the year. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I would have rather him just put out a statement like, "Look, they looked at my proposal, but they really didn't do shit with it." Yeah. But at least, at least I got a foot in the door. Like I'm trying to move it further. Eventually, this is yeah. some kind of start. Yep. But you, I would have appreciated that. Exactly. You're coming on TV. And you're saying that you're doing like you're pushing the needle. That's that that phrase of pushing the needle really got me. Yeah. Because that's literally like it's so obvious that that's it's just the appearance of the needle being pushed. Yeah. It's not actually being pushed. And the audacity to act like no one else can understand what's happening. <laughs> you know, yes. did you notice that? Yes. He's like, man, you know, y'all just don't get it. You, you guys are missing it. No, Ice Cube, you're missing it. How are, And how are you missing it? You're the only one missing it. I haven't heard anyone, and I've, I've been following this story. I haven't heard one person other than Eric Trump say that this was good, that Ice Cube, that this situation happened, that this was great, other than Ice Cube and yes. Eric Trump. Yes. Now, if Ice Cube did that to the president like maybe in his first year i i probably would i wouldn't have as much of a problem as i do with it now because you know this isn't number one this is not a four-year plan this isn't going to happen in four less than four years yes. number two he may not even be president so like it's two reasons why is no it makes no sense to do it right now, what he did, um, to you know bring this plan to the president and you know accept a promise that it will get looked at or it will get put into a one-page plan. By the way, uh, I don't I don't get it. So, yeah, man, I I don't get how you could. The other thing that got me was, and again, I'm not like informed on these plans. I'm not really political. So, you know, you could discredit me for, it's just my opinion, obviously. Uh -huh. But I don't understand how you could, the problem you keep bringing back, even if the question is not about it, is that the language doesn't specifically apply to African Americans. Yeah. But if if that doesn't specifically change in any of the policies, then your main objective was a failure. Exactly. So I, I just don't understand Ice Cube, man. That's Ice fucking Cube. Well, let's talk about your man now.
Defend him. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I know you saw it. I didn't send it to you, but... <laughs> Mr. New York himself? Yeah. Come on, man. I got nothing, man. Do, do you know that... Um, You know how the Republican tax... Uh, you know how the taxing works to some extent yes the more rich get the better tax breaks uh 50 (laughs) you know that you know you were at home eating cheese and crackers at one point you rap about it how hard it was so you'd rather at this point the taxes work out for you then they work out for the people who were in your situation 15 years ago come on man you remember don't be selfish you remember we had the conversation of like when you're when you're an nba player making 20 million dollars a year you donating 500k really isn't anything yeah in in the grand scheme of things yeah this is this is kind of such a self like 50 is looking at it in the most selfish way possible absolutely where like you said you were eating cheese and crackers at one point so you should understand what that lifestyle looks like and ramen i'm pretty sure i've heard him say ramen in a song right so you should of all people you should understand what the lifestyle looks like of somebody who has no income no stable like living situation no support of any kind yeah and in especially in this time where that's being highlighted and that's people are suffering even more because of it yeah to say that how dare y'all you know i'm in this 400k or more per year sphere of people and i'm gonna be upset that you're fucking taxing me more 400k a year and we know it's more than that obviously right are you kidding me if if that's not enough while regular people are so i understand if in private that's a problem you have but you're entitled to that problem i'm sure we all would yeah but dude with this with the situation or in the united states the way it is now to come out and say some shit like that whether it's a joke whether you're just being a dickhead it's it's so inappropriate. It is inappropriate. I and you know I'm not I'm not hating on his political views. That's his thing. But to act like his pocket is the only one that matters, it's just crazy. I mean, he got guys on his label that still need the tax break, that are still in you know in bad shape. Right. Like right now, I don't think Tony Yayo is doing all right financially i don't think he's killing it yeah what's uh, kid kid doing right now they, right. they were hyping him up i he's dropped off the face of the earth right so come on man you, you can't and right now i mean the tax the tax break that happens now is much less i mean is you don't need to make that much to get it i mean you know you need to make in like I don't know the upper percentage, but probably like over a hundred thousand a year. But it's not like, you know, 
It's not four hundred thousand. But I, I I don't I don't understand, man. I I don't get it. For you to have, he just got just signed a deal to produce three horror movies. He has three different shows on right now. I mean, he makes he makes plenty of money. I, I don't. Yeah, bro. He got he got a spinoff of the OD popular show that he had. Yeah. His vodka makes money. His like he's got all these lines that make money. That show Life. That's his show. Yeah. He had a show um, with like corrupt cops. I don't remember what it was called. I'm not sure if it still comes on, but he had another show that was good. I mean, and like I said, he just signed a deal with a production company to produce three horror movies. Three. You know that. You know he got a bag. For yeah, that. bro. Adam Sandler been getting millions off of those bags. Yeah. Netflix set up Adam Sandler for life on a contract like that. But yeah, God forbid they tax you more. And then for him to take it to the next level by saying, <laughs> I'm packing my bags, I'm out of here. I'm packing my bags, everybody that has money is going to move, implying that he'll leave the United States if Donald Trump doesn't become president. You need to relax. Fifty, you gotta, you gotta knock it off, man. Well, yeah, dude. Did he respond? Did you see the hat picture? No. <laughs> Eric, uh, Eric tweeted a picture of Ice Cube and Fifty Cent with Trump hats on. Oh my god! It was obviously it was doctored, but yeah, yeah. It, they do that know, a lot crazy. and act like it's real. I know. They post that the, shit like it's this happened. Like, no, the fuck it didn't. The dumb thing is, like, it was at a floor seats at a basketball game. So, obviously, it hasn't been since, what, February yeah. that there was a basketball game? There's so it's no not like... shot they would wear a hat like that <laughs> to a basketball game. Right. Yeah. In reality, Ice Cube had his big three hat on and 50 had, like, a Yankees hat on. So. <laughs> Yeah, it was just crazy. Um, last thing. Uh, we have news on Tory Lane's <laughs> <laughs> The bodyguard has spoken. I'm not sure if that was under oath. I don't I'm not even so. sure where think. that recording came from. Yeah. Um, but apparently... Uh, he says that Tory Lanez was wrestling the gun out of a y- another young lady's hands, and it went off there, and it, it just it struck Meg while she was looking the other way. She turned around. Tory had the gun, and she assumed it was him. Uh, <laughs> now this is the second person who has said that. You know, not including Tori. So then Tori has said that, but then someone else has said that, you know, Tori was like shooting at the ground like Tom and Jerry or something at Meg's feet. Yeah. So someone said that. Um, you know, <laughs> what side are you on? It's like, it's becoming like this 
this poll of who's lying. I've seen it three times today on Instagram. The poll. I mean, just off that bodyguard story, I I'm on neither side. <laughs> Both fucking idiots. Yeah. What What do you mean? Like he makes it seem like Meg is sitting there and just like, like chilling, waiting for the fight to end. Yeah. What, dude, they're wrestling a, for a gun. They're not like. They're not, you know, having an alter regular altercation. Right. They are wrestling for a gun. Why are you I would have been out the car. What? <laughs> right. You had to get shot before you hop out or whatever the hell happened like or yeah. I don't know, man. It's just weird. It is just I hope You know what it is? I, the thing is, I hope she comes out and says like I wasn't 100% certain what happened. Yes. That, I do too. And I, she needs to do that soon if more details start coming out because the more she tries to like play it off as like I thought, like no, you don't get to just assume what happened, c- convince everybody that's what happened and then move forward. Cuz I I'll, I'll say this. I'm less sure of what she said than I am of Tori said. Right. I don't believe necessarily either of them, but what she describes makes less sense to me than than what Tori describes. Yes. Although it, it's equally as crazy. Um I it just I feel like that would I don't know, it just doesn't seem clear. It just seems weird. But uh, it could be weird. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that Dude, it didn't happen. I'm getting I'm starting to think this was a like a publicity stunt or some shit. Well, that Tori alleged that too. You know what I mean? Because now, I mean, they've been talked about a lot more. I mean, but that's the thing. I don't understand why. I don't either. Like, the this this brings me back. Obviously, this doesn't relate in any way. But the fucking idiot who faked the hate crime. Oh, Smollett? Like, dude, you're, you're in a popular <laughs> show. You're an up-and-coming actor. You thought, yeah. you thought faking a hate crime would... Like, make you more famous? Right. You know what I mean? This is a similar situation. If it's just for publicity, y'all thought a gun, like an accidental discharge of a gun in the car would make y'all popular? What? I don't know, man. It's just crazy because, like you said, it just seems such a, like such an insane situation. Yeah. And, and the thing is, has anyone, only one person has backed Meg's thing, right? And it's kind of like been a, they still didn't see it. No one has seen what Meg has described. That's the problem for me. People have seen, two witnesses have said they saw what Tori described. But number one, Meg was facing the other way. And two, no one else saw what she said happened. So it just seems sus. Like you got, there's all these people unfollowing Meg, like famous people. Unfollowing Meg? Yes, Kalani unfollowed her. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Kalani took her, you know, she was defending her initially. Right, and then, yeah, she did all of a sudden unfollow her, which is like, that almost seems as if, like, all right, you made me come out and speak. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to speculate, but I'm just saying. Just looking um, more sus and sus. It is. And it's not. In the beginning, Tori's not looking. That's the thing. Like you said, Tori is not looking more sus. He's just, he clearly was an idiot. Nobody's arguing that. Right. 
but like he wasn't fucking a sh- like a de- dead shooter idiot. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. It, it, and the thing is, uh, and you know, not to be blunt, but if you wanted to shoot somebody to hurt somebody, why would you <laughs> like graze their foot? Yeah. Yeah. If you were really like, to me, if you were trying to commit domestic violence on somebody, that's what you would do. I feel like this situation, whoever is more like whoever did the dumber thing in the situation is going to get roasted for this for a long time. They may be done for this for a long time. I mean, yeah, that that's the obvious one. But but the thing is, it'll either when it comes to when you said who will get roasted, it would have to be Meg. Because I don't think Tori has like. I don't think he's like uh, defended himself so much that it's like you know what I'm saying he hasn't been so straight up committed to a story like Meg has been yeah that's what I don't understand clearly by the way it's pretty obvious that alcohol was involved oh yeah they both said they were wasted exactly and for you to come out and be sure about a story like that's stupid to me yeah. That's where I don't understand why she was so committed to, like, yeah, Tori shot me, that's it. Yeah. And then, like, you know, break down to make it, to make you seem believable. Yeah. You know There's I mean? a lot of theatrics in this on both sides. It, it, um, Tori claims that Rock Nation told him not to speak, um, which is Meg's label, because they didn't want something. I don't know. I, but they just said, you shouldn't speak. They called him and told him that after he said he was going to release a statement so yeah i'm surprised he is not getting sued for the album or some crazy shit right Uh, i'm sure they'll play that in court he could have just if he wanted publicity he could have just dropped this album like with the normal i'm sure he had some other lyrics on this before at least some of them yeah i mean i don't know man this is a really odd situation yeah, it is. But again, like, again, this is why it brings me back to the Jesse Smollett bullshit. Because I couldn't fathom, like, what it was concluding to. Yeah. And this is the same, like, dude, you just committed to Tory shooting you when that didn't happen? What? Why would you do that? Right. Like, I'm, I'm with you. She should definitely come out and say she wasn't sure. Or someone told her that, or something. Yeah, bro, the fact that, like, right now is not the time to be super confident in anything. Right. If you got people supporting your statement that were there, that's another story. But if if you're just coming out giving your side when y'all were wasted, no shot you should be committed to what you thought happened. And two people, two of her closer, you know, closest friends have both excommunicated her yes that's why it's looking more and more there's all these weird rumors that she's a super aggressive drunk uh i don't know man it's just heading down a very strange path it is it is i am interested to see where it goes uh if tori you know comes out and i mean if it comes out that he like got his bodyguard to say this or you know got oh he's done yeah, 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 yeah. If he's trying he's to done. finesse and it blows up, he's done. Yeah, he's done. There's no, like, there's no comeback or anything. He's, it's a wrap. 
I will, I will say this though, and maybe this is toxic or out of place to say, I, I want people to keep the same energy when their other favorite rappers go and like actually kill people. Like, I don't like how this is being looked at as like, Tories uh, should never make music, delete all his music and all yeah. that. And you're still listening to R. Kelly. Or you're still listening to, you know, guys with triple homicides. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I, that's kind of, that's messed up to me. Um, because, again, if you wanted to hurt somebody, you could have really hurt somebody. No one would mistake, if you wanted to hurt somebody, no one would mistake it for broken glass. That's what, That's all I'm saying. When we have these guys who are committing these heinous, you know, maybe in jail for life. I mean, people still, what's the kid? Um, Melly. Melly. YNW Melly. Yeah. And they still listen to his music, but Tori is canceled? <laughs> yeah. That's, Come on, that's man. That's nonsense. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that at all. And it's like becoming a thing. Like, that's why people are like so. There's this this stigma around social media being so toxic now. Yeah. But it's because it's like it's kind of news oriented to how people get upset over things. It is. Yeah, and and it's bizarre that they're more upset over this, and they'll still listen to Murder on My Mind, where he's explaining exactly what he did to somebody. Yeah, bro. His best friend. The race. Take a be still. Everybody plays that. Yes. Everybody sings along when he's like when it comes on. Oh, but you listen to Tori's album? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God forbid. Yeah. It's, Are you it's kidding me? Nonsense. Yeah. I... Before he the trial. These guys are already sitting in jail and they're still listening to it. That's that's whack. That's whack. I I don't like that at all. I'm with I, you. I I feel bad for Tori in that sense. But um all right, that's all I got, man. Yeah, <laughs> you got anything uh, else? I, real quick, I watched a movie on Netflix called Open House. A scary movie. Yeah, with the kid from Thirteen Reasons Why. Uh, okay. Contender for my personal all-time worst movies list. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say it was one of the best. No, 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 no. I watched uh, Greyhound too. I told you I was gonna watch Greyhound. That's the Tom Hanks? Yeah, it was okay. It was, you know, I mean, I've seen a lot of better war movies. I think um, the Jack Ryan movie, When They're in a Sub, yeah. is much better. Red October? Yes, Red October. is, is yeah. like a much better version of this. Oh, okay. Uh, but this movie was like action-packed. Uh-huh. So it was fun to watch. But Open House, man, if you're looking, if anybody's looking for like one of the worst movies ever, like the movie to make fun of start to finish... Look no further. Okay. It's a quick, quick hour and a half. It doesn't drag because nothing happens. Well, the whole movie's a drag because nothing happens. But it is, mm-hmm. it is just atrocious in every way. <laughs> okay. That's what's up. Um, that's it. That's all you got. I haven't seen anything. On yeah. It. Other than that, I've been chilling. Okay. Um, here's a throwback. Uh. By Tori, I mean, uh, Shaggy. <laughs> Shaggy.
open up, man. What do you want, man? My girl just caught me. You made her catch you? I don't know how I let this happen. But who? The girl next door, you know? I don't know what to do. So it wasn't you. Alright. Honey came in and she got me red handed. To your villa, trespass on a witness, all of your clean on your pillar. You better watch your back before she turn into a killer. Just review the situation that you call the peanut. To be a true player, you have to know how to play. If she say a night, convince her say a day. Never admit to a word where she say. And if she claim her, you tell her, baby, no way. But she got me on the counter. Wasn't me. Saw me banging on the sofa. Wasn't me. I even had her in the shower. Wasn't me. She even got me on camera. Wasn't me. She saw the marks on my shoulder. Wasn't me. Heard the words that I told her. Wasn't me. Heard the screams getting louder. Wasn't me. She stayed until it was over. Honey came in and she got me red handed. Creepy with the girl next door. Picture this, we were both butt naked. Banging on the bathroom floor. I had tried to keep her from what she was about to see. Why should she? You should see I make the jigger low flex As body of the favor you in the complex Seeing is believing so you better change your specs You know she ain't gonna bring a whole of things up from the past All the little evidence you better know for mass Quick for your hands up, no over talk But if she back a gun you know you better run fast But she got me on the counter Wasn't me Saw me banging on the sofa Wasn't me I even had her in the shower Wasn't me She even got me on camera no. Wasn't me. She saw the marks on my shoulder. Wasn't me. Heard the words that I told her. Wasn't me. Heard the screams getting louder.